Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. This evening, I will be joined by the fabulous Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, long time no talk. I <laughs> know. It's been. been a whole week. Woo-hoo. I'm getting a lot of you this week. I know. And you're going to get a whole lot of me in a couple weeks. Yeah, right, right. It's exciting news that we can talk about tonight, too, before our guest comes on. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone. What? Oh, that we're going to be in Dallas, Texas at the... National Association of People Living with AIDS Conference? Yes, how exciting is that? I know, it's thrilling. I, I, I can't believe it. it, it it's, it's like a dream come true. I get to see you again. <laughs> I I think mean, the awesome part is, um, you know, this conference used to be called the Staying Alive Conference. Um, and, you know, it was around for a lot of years. And it's, from what I'm told, because um, this is my first time attending this one, that it's, it's somewhat similar to positive living conference that we were just at last week where it's, you know, a lot of people who are living with HIV are attending this, you know. Isn't so that nice? Yeah, and they're bringing this back for the first time in, like, it's been a couple of years, I think, since 2006 or 2007 since they've held this wow. conference. But this is the first time, so I'm excited hey, to, to, to be there and, and you know, do, do it all well, over again. Not only is it exciting that, that we're going to be there, but one of our previous guests is going to be there in performing. Yes, yes, tell everyone. Oh, my gosh. The, the fantastic Daniel Bauer is going to be there. And um, ladies and gentlemen, I've I, I got to tell you, um, it is amazing that uh, Bob, uh, Bob Bauer, I almost said Bob Bauer. Sorry, Daniel. We love you. Um, <laughs> but... Um, that uh, he is going to be doing an amazing performance of, uh, and it's called Beyond Belief, and it's going to be his story. And let me tell you all a little bit about Daniel. Daniel is a, um, he's, he's an escape artist and an illusionist. So, uh, I believe he is also the um, the official successor to uh, to uh, the the great Harry Houdini, which is just amazing. And I, I know it's 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 simply amazing, and and we're gonna have a ton of fun with with Daniel, and we get to meet him in person live for the first time ever. That'll be exciting. I'm I'm thrilled. I have to tell you, I am absolutely thrilled that uh, we're going to meet him and that we get to experience his show and yeah. uh, just to get to see some world-class, not not just best-in-class, but world-class um, escape and, and illusions. So I, I'm, I'm excited because i got to tell you, every time I see a particular commercial, um, actually two commercials, that I see on TV. One is the Geico commercial, where mm-hmm. um, they 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 uh, have to sign a two-year contract with the magician for their son's birthday party. Yeah, makes me think of Daniel. And the <laughs> second commercial, the second commercial that makes me think of Daniel, is is the commercial. And I, I don't know if it's a regional thing or if it if it is national, but um, it's for a. Uh, it's I think it's. Uh, car, uh, it's called Carmax or something, or Carfax, or it's I, maybe it might be Carfax, a Carfax commercial. I can't remember, but um, they have this guy. He walks out on stage. He goes and he has and he's holding this top hat, and he goes, 
I am going to release doves from this hat, from this little tiny flap on the inside, which you can't see. And so, <laughs> so that makes me think of Daniel a little too, and I and I chuckle and I chuckle just a little bit. But I'm I'm and I'm just I I I'm 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 thrilled. I I can't wait. I I I just I I'm yay. I'm really did you did you see the room that we're going to be playing in? No. Go uh, go go to the website and and take a look at this room. It's huge. It's gigantic. Yeah, I have to check it out. Well, you yeah. know who else is going to be there that we're going to be able to meet is uh, Michelle Anderson, Miss uh, 2011 uh, Pop <gasps> America. Get so out. She lives there. So, yes, she'll be there, too, so we'll get to see her. And so there's going to be a lot of different, you know, crowd of people, of activists that we're going to come across that we know from online. So I think, you know, that's the cool part about it. Um, you know, I'm I'm so excited. And, and Bob, Robert, Bobby, Rob. Um, <laughs> I um I I got my new logoed stuff in, by the way. Yeah. So I have all my new business cards and I have a banner. Do you have awesome. a banner? No, I'm no. bringing a banner and I'm going to hang it in front of the stage that says <laughs> positivelyspeaking.com. Oh, now you're going to show me. And up. and not only just positivelyspeaking.com, but. But I, I am, I'm excited to announce that, boys and girls, you can call me, if you'd like, at 888-405-9397. You can talk to your, your one and only on an 800 number. It won't cost you anything. There you go. That's pretty That's cool. That's right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post that in the, in the chat room and um, for anybody who, who cares to uh, – you know, email or or just you just want to call and chat. I'll be around, but not until after the show. Not <laughs> after the show. Yeah, um, um, after the show they can call you because right now you're busy. Uh, one of the other things I want to talk about is uh, this past week I uh, I went to um, you know where I go to my support group in my art therapy class, um, and they always you know it's an aid service organization here called the Mazzoni Center in Philadelphia, and they always have you know the the Paws magazine and, and the HIV Plus magazine and the Positively Aware magazine came out, and, you know, it caught my eye because the cover of it is kind of uh, The Wizard of Oz. So I was like, oh, let me go uh-huh. grab it. And then I, I went and grabbed it, and here it's their 16th annual HIV drug guide. So if you have a doctor's appointment or you're walking past your local ASL, you want to jump in and grab the Positively Aware magazine because it has the drug guide in it. It tells you everything about everything. You can look up any HIV med online simply by going to positivelyaware.com and backslashing with the drug, you know, like a tripla, if you want to know about a tripla. And this guide is like the whole entire magazine is just a guide and tells you all about the drugs, the side effects, and, you know, just all different things. So it's a great thing for somebody who is thinking about starting meds or maybe switching meds to pick up and, and to look over. You know, it's important that we know what we're, we're putting in our bodies and, and what's, you know. So come pick it up, the Positively Aware magazine, definitely. Positively Aware magazine. Yeah, PA. All right. Well, what it's known for sure. I mean, it's a drug guide, and it, and it has so much information that it's I, important. I have that. some other. I have some other news. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Can I share it? Yes. Do you mind? No. Go ahead. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it anyway because you can't stop me. Um. <laughs> so um, I got this call last week from my doctor's office. And the office manager there um, says to me that he won an award. Get out, right? Really. And he has to go to Boston to, uh, to, to accept this award. However, they are sending someone from Boston down here to uh, actually a whole TV camera crew of people to come down here and videotape a uh, a patient's visit at the doctor's office. And uh, guess who is going to be the patient? Oh, uh, truly. I don't know. <laughs> Me. Well, that's that's right. Yeah, that's so awesome. um I'm going to I'm, th- I'm going to try to uh give us a little bit of a plug if I can and uh throw us on uh you know on a on a on a on a, on a video. And they're doing a documentary on the doctor. 
No, they're doing a documentary on the um, – he is the office manager who okay. implements and, – and so get this, has nothing to do with HIV, nothing okay. at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. He won the award for implementing a um, computer system oh, for wow. healthcare. Yeah, so I can go online now and go take a look at all my lab results, and they don't That's even have to cool. call me. Yeah, it, it's it's actually a very cool system, and uh, and, and the reason, and, and just so you know, any of you who are on Medicare and Medicaid, I I have news for you. If your doctor accepts Medicare or Medicaid, they have till July of this year to be on a computerized record-keeping system. Otherwise, they will not be able to accept Medicare and Medicaid. They will not be paid. So, uh, so just just to let you know, just to let you know. So I, you know, I think. Uh, oh, oh, never mind. Uh, we thought he was coming on, but um, he went away quickly. Maybe he forgot that this was the show he was supposed to be on. Um, so we're waiting, waiting, on our, waiting on our guest, Josh, to call back in, Josh, if you're listening, Josh, and we'll bring you on, Josh. Um, so uh, so we'll, we'll wait for him to call back in. And uh, just a uh, quick note for anybody who is calling in and you call in to um, talk to anybody about, any one of us, uh, make sure that you do hit one. Uh, hit the number one, press the number one, and uh, you'll be flagged in the uh, host queue, and uh, we'll bring you on right away. So, um, so, so, Robert, I've been doing all the talking. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. You know, I was just kind of um, going to do that, but I see that our, our guest is on, so I'm going to go on. This, this gentleman, um, you know, somebody contacted me on Facebook and said, you have to check out this guy's blog. It's called I'mStillJosh.com. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. He's like, he's really making waves here, you know, in the – and the community with his activism, and I think you need to check it out. And I went and, and checked out his blog, I'm still Josh.com, and it was totally not what I expected. You know what I mean? It was for somebody who was newly diagnosed to, to put himself out there so quickly, I, I commend well, you guys. So please tell you me know what? And, and also, before, before you bring him on, oh, is he on? Uh-huh. He's on. Okay. But before we even let Josh speak, Josh actually pinged me on Twitter. And and I and I accepted him as you know I don't accept everybody I, I do a thorough background check and I found out that Josh was you know not only smart and well written but the main reason why I brought him on well is because he's really cute Hi Josh how are you Welcome to the show <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys How are y'all Oh I'm good How are you all uh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from Nashville, so everything has to be a little southern. <laughs> okay, but but so Josh, the reason why I accept your Twitter is because you're yeah, good here. That? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You're welcome because I enjoyed looking at your picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I work okay. out. I watch what I eat. I don't smoke. You know, I do the the, well, the fake tan thing. Keep it up. So. Keep, it up. <laughs> keep, that, keep that up because I might be making a trip up to Nashville. Oh no! Nashville's fun though. Actually, we've got we've got a really cool little scene going on here. So uh, when people visit, they yeah, everybody really likes Nashville when they come. I I don't want to see the scene. I want to see you. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> now you're making me blush on on uh, blog talk radio. What is this? It's crazy. Yay, yay. I'm blushing. I'm good at making people blush on the radio. Well, there. Well, yeah, I'm blushing. So. Well, you know what, and I'm driving distance to you, by the way. Oh, where are you? Yeah, I'm in Charlotte. Oh, well, I don't know that that's driving distance. You know, oh, are you... driving distance to me, it, no, I'm in Nashville, so driving distance to me is like two hours. Anything oh, more oh, than like honey, two and a half you... hours, you need a flight. No, you are eight <laughs> hours away, baby. I can drive to you. I can leave here at, at, at midnight and be to you by eight in the morning. See that, Jeremy, I'm going to insert the stalker music right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Josh, Josh, um, Josh, you don't have you don't have any um, bunnies, do you? I enjoy boiling them. Any what? Oh golly! Has anybody not seen Fatal Attraction? Yeah. Um, mm-mm. Oh, 
Oh, this interview. <laughs> this is going to be a terrible interview. <laughs> this is going to be a horrible interview. You know what? I'm just going to ask you stupid questions. What did you have for dinner tonight? Um, actually, I'm uh, uh, my my stepmom. She cooked hamburger steak and mashed potatoes. So you still live at home. Them. Nice. Nice. No, they're Ladies and visiting. gentlemen, he still lives at home. His stepmother cooks his food and, and cuts his meat for him. And they cooked. It was good. <laughs> it was great food. A little bit of southern food. It was good. <laughs> what you have for dinner? We have fun on this show. i got to tell you, we do. We have a great time. Okay. Yeah, we do. Serious it's now. We're talking great. about AIDS. We can't laugh. That's right. That's right. Turn yeah, no laughing. Okay, now you're talking oh. about, uh, you know, the yeah. hiv, so let's not laugh. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So, so Josh, obviously yeah. you haven't read my blog. That's all I do is make fun of everything, so. Right. <laughs> I have I mean, read your blog. It doesn't mean that it was any good because, you know, now, now you're, like, making me, you know, fight for this. That's okay. you got to fight a little bit, you know. It's not, it's not everybody says, right? Oh lordy, lordy! So, 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 Josh, tell, oh, us, no. tell us what it was like for you, because I mean, you were diagnosed in January of this year. So, tell us what it was like for you the day that you were diagnosed. Like, did you was it a random test for you? Was it something that you you know did on a regular basis, or what made you go get tested on January twenty third or twenty fourth? Yeah, well, actually, um, what happened is that I I was uh, um, I've been a part of the HIV vaccine study here in Nashville for about a year and a half, um, and so. I was negative, and, and um, so I was going every, you know, two months or so, and um, they were giving me, you know, testing my blood and then asking about my sexual activity and, and that sort of thing. And so I tested negative on November 30th, and and so then I had an exposure on um, December the 18th that was a choice uh, uh, that I made that, you know, I'm not super thrilled about, but it was a, a mistake, but... We've all been there, so I made a choice, and um, and so I got sick on January 2nd um, and had flu-like symptoms and went to just a doctor-in-the-box kind of thing, and um, and they gave me medicine for the flu. They didn't know what it was, and they sent me home, and then, you know, I had all new symptoms, you know, the terrible night sweats and that some of us have had, and um, and so then I went back to that same doctor in a box and said, hey, you know, I think I'm having an allergic reaction to your medicine, dude. You're a terrible doctor. And uh, he said, no, I think you're showing signs of acute HIV infection. And um, and so that was on a Friday, and I couldn't get into the vaccine clinic because um, when you do a vaccine, some of your listeners may not know, but um, if you do a vaccine, then you, have to, you can only get tested where you do the vaccine study. And um, so it took me a couple days to get in to see them. And so there, it was about three and a half weeks worth of waiting for a final confirmation. So the actual day that, that I got the results, and, and that was the way that I saw it, it wasn't um, good news or bad news. It was the result at that moment because there's nothing I could do to change anything, you know. Um, the day that I went in to get the result was, um, you know, it was a tough, it was a tough day. But, uh, it's something kind of unique with my family. Um, we're very close. Uh, my mom and my stepdad, my sister and my stepmom and, and, and my dad and, um, and then my two you know brothers. And so, you know, we have a thing in our family. There's been other people that have, that have had illnesses or diseases or sicknesses. And, um, so we're always really honest, um, with each other. My mom has a mess. And so if she gets bad news for, you know, a certain result from a doctor, then, she immediately shares the information. Uh, we don't hide anything. And so after I got the results of being um, uh, HIV positive, I actually got on a plane that day. I'd already bought tickets, and I flew home to tell my family in person. Wow. wow. And, and, and where's your well, family again? Well, they're, they're three hours away, two and a half hours okay. away, but um, – it just happened to be there was a really cheap flight for twenty nine dollars each way um, to go there, nice. but I, I didn't I didn't think that I could drive to be honest because that was a lot of news for me, um, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to get on I didn't want to drive and and also frankly I, if I didn't um, have already you know already have the plane tickets I don't know that I would have told them so soon, you know it was kind of like I was on just a mission that day to follow through with what my plan was, and if I had to drive I, I don't know that I would have gone. Uh, immediately, and so I flew and and um, um, you know told them, and 
So, you know, so tell, tell us how you told them, though. I mean, you, you got there. What did, how did you prepare them? How did you prepare yourself? Well, I don't know that there was any way. There, there's no way to prepare for news like that, you know. Um, I was I finally, you know, about five years ago, I came out of the closet and told my family that that I was that I was, you know, gay. And um, you know, the, you know, my mom. You know, one thing that I, I don't think that she thought immediately like this, but it's with anybody that's kind of in the South is that you know they think immediately, oh, gay. Okay, don't get HIV. You know, and um, and so there's not. You know, it's, it's, the knowledge isn't in the South as much. Um, you know, people don't talk about it as much here and realize that this is really something that can affect anybody. And, you know, yes, I'm in a higher risk category. However, you know, it doesn't matter um, if you're in a high risk category or not. If you get exposed, then you can get infected. And so, anyway, I, um, you know, they were already, so that was probably the hardest part, having to go, okay, I came out of the closet five years ago and, in Nashville, I was very active with uh, activism and awareness for safer sex techniques and, and making sure that you protected yourself. And, um, you know, I so that was the, probably the hardest part. I just didn't want my family to be disappointed in me. But um, I, you know, knew that this was not a death sentence, and people kept saying that, and I knew that in order for me to to really get down this road, that I had to have my family on board with me. And so that was the decision that I made, and, and that's why I flew home and told them. I mean, wow. at one point you, you talk about the activism you do in the community, but you were literally on the poster for the HIV vaccine program in your area. Yeah, you yeah. And actually, yeah, boy so, for the... yeah, so they, um, the, yeah, it's always a joke, and I didn't I actually brought it up to them that day when, when I was told that I had a positive viral load. Um, I was like, okay, we kind of have an issue now. And because they know my heart is about awareness and, um, you know, breaking down the stigma and that sort of thing. Um, and so the, I, I said, we've got a problem. You know, my face is on all these posters with other guys in our community at, on every, you know, on every urinal wall in straight bars and gay bars. You know, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't let that one go. I, I, there you I go. Can't, Here we go. I, I okay. can't let that one leave. This, the, I, I can't. <laughs> Your face is on every urinal wall. I love it. I love it. You know it. how they do it's the ads I, in the bathrooms? <laughs> no, 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 no. I get it. I get it because when I'm pissing, I want to make sure I'm pissing on somebody hot. <laughs> I, I'm not in – that picture was not in the urinal. It was like – Oh, uh, uh, on the wire. And it was protected okay, by – ladies and gentlemen, boys so. and girls who, who are listening, he doesn't want you to believe that his face wasn't in the urinal. We'll just say no. that it was <laughs> next to the urinal. All right? Okay. Keep going. Uh, so, well, you know, they actually said – and I said, so, you know, I, I'm like, I was like, so it won't hurt my feelings if y'all need to go ahead and, like – insert somebody else's face on my face in those images or take down or edit me out or whatever because I don't want people to think that I was infected because of the vaccine. And right. um, and their response was actually really warm, and they said, you know, if the people that think that are not people that are even going to walk in the doors anyway. So, you know, you just still do your, your stuff and um, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, what gave me the, the really the the – the um, ability to keep moving ahead was, uh, you know, I told my family, and my dad said something really kind of cool. Um, and it was something I didn't expect. Uh, so when I went home, kind of did my presentation, really, and then I went down the road of, you know, I, I went down the road of going, okay, well, here's how you can get it, and here's how you can't, because, again, in the South, you know, it's not something that, you know, in a small town that people talk about a lot. And so I was like, if you... You know, you can't really get it if you drink after me or if you hug me um, or if you eat after me, you know. And my dad stopped me in mid-sentence and said, well, I mean, if I can get it that way, I might as, go, you know, I might as well go ahead and get it. And it was something that was insanely profound to me at that moment. And, um, and so, you know, it was really then that I was like, okay, I got this. You know, I got this. So That kills me. I mean, just that kind of response when you said it that way, that 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 really touched me. I mean, because there there are people who who do think that if I drink after you or you know 
you know, those, those things, if I share a utensil, if I eat after you, I, I think you have a great dad. Yeah, I do. The That's best, awesome. <laughs> so it's good. So it put me in the right mindset. I know, you know, I'm in a position where I feel like that I, I was ready and I could and I wanted to tell my family, you know, I don't think that disclosure is the same for everybody. Um, just like me deciding to, okay, release a video and put up a blog and then put it on my Facebook for all my friends to see, you know, that Josh Robbins is HIV positive. Um, it's something that everyone actually should do. I think it it's a very case-by-case thing. I'm in a position where mm-hmm. I feel like I could. And, you know, I own a small business and, you know, I had a very strong support group around me immediately. And so it made sense and I felt like that, that it was important for me to do that, to disclose. But it was also, um, I, I'm also very aware that is also a very, you know, it's a case-by-case thing. I, I don't recommend that to everyone. And any, I don't recommend that, you know, everybody's got to do it their own way. So I, right. I, 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 I want to back up a little bit, Josh, um, and, and talk about, you know, kind of the, you know, you, you were talking about that you made a mistake or you made a decision. Yeah. To, uh, it, and we don't have to go into it on air, but um, but what were you thinking when you did get the news? You mean the that news. exact on on January twenty fourth when I received the, the news? Yeah, I mean, what? tell explain to our listeners that you're you're sitting here, you're going through this. I mean. You're going through this H, and I'm going to set this up. You're going through this HIV vaccination study. You are, you know the risks. You know what to do and and how to protect yourself. What were you thinking at that moment in time when they said, Josh, you've tested positive for HIV? Um. Well, I mean, I think that I have – I don't know. Mom and I have, have talked about this before, but I have a gut. Um, yeah, everybody has a gut instinct, and, and you kind of are connected with it in different ways. And and so the moment that the first doctor, the doctor in a box kind of thing, told me that I was showing signs of acute HIV infection, I came home and I researched the hell out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had every symptom that they talked about. I mean, I had 30 stores that showed up in my mouth. Um, in a matter of a day. And so, you know, and then it took three and a half weeks to get, you know, because I went in on January 6th to get the first blood work done, and I didn't get a result until January 24th. So I had a whole month, and my my 29th birthday was right in the middle. It was January 12th. So I had a whole month that I was not feeling good, um, that I was fatigued and tired and night sweats and and the thing is, only 50% of people or so, I think they say, even show any symptoms at all. I feel lucky that, that I showed every symptom. I couldn't ignore it. And so I really had three and a half weeks to really, like, prepare, and, and my gut told me that, that I was positive. And so, you know, when I went in, um, my mind was, okay, yes, I've, you know, I, I don't want to be HIV positive, but if I am, I want my viral load to be very low. Um, and what was it? And, uh, and it wasn't. It was 5.5 million. Um, it usually is now, on, upon an infection, yeah. It's, yeah, it's right. very high so, at, that, at, at that time of infection. Right. Well, and so where I was thinking it would be was like 175,000. And so yeah. I don't know why in my mind that's where I thought I would be, um, but uh-huh. I wasn't there. And so that was kind of more of the shock for me. Um, and then it really hit me that, okay, wow, it's not not only do – does my guts say, yeah, I think you have it? Like they said the words, you know, it is a po- positive viral load. And so, so yeah, it was, a very, it was a tough day. It was the hardest day of my life, I think. So, so Josh, between, so you don't have to, you can say no comment if you want. But, I'm yeah. gonna, I, you know, I, I have to ask the question. Um, between the, possible, the, the date of possible exposure to when you were diagnosed, were you having sex or other um, other risky behaviors besides unsafe sex? Oh uh, no, I I'd actually the December the 18th was that was the last time that I had sex and um, 
And so it was real easy to, to pinpoint exactly when when the exposure was compared to when I was negative and um and you know, in the day and as soon as I found out the information that or the result that I was positive, I, I called the person and had to share that news with them. They they didn't know that they were positive. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah, and I hadn't I hadn't had any con- any sexual contact at all from the 18th um, until I got sick, and then so, after I was sick, that I, I didn't have any sexual contact with anybody. Yeah. So I, I just want to let our, our our listeners know that um, you know the the statistics are that it's one out of five every um, HIV positive people uh, don't know that they are actually positive. So this is one of those instances that kind of that, that, that proves that that theory that that statistic. Um, what what made you really decide to jump? So yeah, we already talked about that. So um, I'm losing my mind. I'm trying to read in the chat room and trying to answer questions all at the same time. It's, I'm not a good multitasker. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine, Jeremy. So, Let me jump in here. Um, you yeah, know, Josh, you, you were you you got your your diagnosis, and then within what two maybe three weeks, you create your blog on stilljosh.com. I mean, your first post is February 9th, right? Right. So that's your first yeah. post that you post and go public about it. And then uh, you know, as as people go down and read later on what was it on Valentine's Day? You posted what was it a video of you finding out? Did you record yourself going in and getting? Yeah. Now, what made yeah, you yeah. Well, well, um, where my mind was during that that whole time is that um, I was making videos for myself um, because you know during the amount of time between when I thought that I uh, probably had uh, HIV to the the moment that I was told that I did, um, you know, I made a lot of promises to God. You know, it's like I swear to God that if this is this way, that I will change this, and you know. Um, but the the important part for me was remembering the journey, where I had been and where I hadn't allowed the message to really um, really affect my decision. Um, and so I was making that, and then I wanted to hear. Uh, you know, I thought one day when I was going in to to get the result. You know, wow. I well, one I, I didn't know even one HIV positive person. No one had ever told me in my life that they were HIV positive. Um, and so I was kind of, lo- I-, I felt alone. Um, mm-hmm. But I also wanted to hear back what he said in in that moment. Um, so I recorded it with a digital recorder in my pocket um, because I knew after I got the result, anything else he said I wouldn't remember um, right. or I possibly wouldn't remember. And so I wanted to have that. Um, but also there was a part of me that was like, wow, you know, if this is positive, um, my friends here in Nashville probably have never heard these words come out of you know a doctor's mouth, and it actually be real or someone that they know or someone that they thought, whoa, this this couldn't happen or this shouldn't happen to him, you know. And um, and so I saved those recordings and um, and you know, and then I just dealt with me for you know a couple weeks, and um, and then you know I pulled the recordings out and I was like, yeah, wow, I've, I've got this. And um, and so I wanted everyone to actually hear and, and feel what what I was feeling and, and what I was hearing, and it and and know that it's not a drama, you know, it's not being dramatized, it's not TV, it it really is what my life was at that moment, and um, and that they really need to to check themselves on what decisions they were making, but also um, that I I wanted other people to not feel alone if they felt alone in this town, you know. Um, I was somebody very active in, you know, awareness and activism, but I didn't even know one person. And so I knew that there were other people that had to feel alone. And, and again, I was in a position where I felt like that I could, and I just hoped for the best in going public. And, um, you know, in a month, you know, there was, I think, 7,000 or so views. (laughs) I think it's great. I mean, you were featured. That's the word got out. There was an article featured in Out and About newspaper on you, right? Yeah, and our yeah, they were really at, cool to do that. Yeah, our friends over at PositiveLife.com, uh, Brian Pinchinall, then they did an article on you. I saw. Yeah, they did. That was really nice of them too, um, from from Canada. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been cool. You know, I've gotten um, 
so I posted the stuff on YouTube and I've got the stuff on my site and you know the thing is now I've had about a hundred people email me um privately from this and and probably had about forty guys um tell me their story. I've had people you know email and tell me their stories from different parts of the country and um yeah i i, I don't know the the selfish part for me is that that I don't really feel alone anymore, you know. Good. And that's so, that's because the yeah, you know the yeah. HIV community is is vast, and um, there are so many of us that uh, <clears throat> that have gone through this whole process. Um, you happen to be very new at it all, you know, and right. and right. you know, there's Robert and me who are old pros. Um, no, actually, Robert I is a pro. I, I'm I the amateur. <laughs> no, no, you are Robert. You're the, you're the pro. I'm the amateur. I never charged. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Um, but <laughs> so that, but, let's move uh, over to the lines because we have a caller. Really? Do we? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'm so, like uh, in the chat room and, and everything. There is a caller. Eight five zero. All right, so I want to first open up the lines. If you'd like to call in and speak to Josh, you can call us at 347-215-9442 and press the number one button so we know you want to come online. And let's go to area code 850. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, guys. This is Butch. Hey, Butch. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I was interested in tonight's program when I saw it on your blog because a very similar situation uh, happened to a friend of mine. Uh, First of all, I'm very involved in the HVTN. I've you been a part not. of the. I've been a part of the uh, community advisory board at UAB in Birmingham since before the HVTN was started. It used to be called AVAG, and I'm also on the global uh, advisory board for the HVTN. And so I'm, I'm very involved in all the research agendas, but particularly vaccines been my passion. And so a good friend of mine, who also was an employee of mine several years ago. Uh, knew of my work and decided that he wanted to be a volunteer in the trials. And so he would drive from Panama, I mean, from Fort Walton to uh, Birmingham, uh, which was a, you know, a big commitment on his part, the drive alone, but he wanted to be a part of this. And he was doing a story in the newspaper every time he would go for his vaccine and that he would, you know, they would interview him and there was a regular article appearing each month in the, uh, local newspaper, and he also worked in prevention and testing and counseling. And and long story short, he met a guy. They got married. They had both previously been tested, but unfortunately the other guy had not been tested in several years, and he didn't find that out till later. And my uh, friend became positive as part of the vaccine trial. And, you know, immediately sort of like uh, Josh's story, you know, he was open about that and did a blog for the newspaper that they printed. What shocked me and hurt me so much was people that I had a lot of respect for all of a sudden, you know, turned and were very negative. You know, you should know better. Why would you let this happen? You work in prevention. How You know, you've embarrassed the agency. You've embarrassed, you know, and people were really cruel, and it really hurt me, you know, because we try to put out there, you know, that uh, our motto is, compassion without judgment, you know, and I just started screaming, where is the compassion? You know, there's too much judgment going on. But, uh, you know, he got through it. He still is involved today and and everything. But just this whole story just reminded me so much of that same situation. And uh, maybe I should connect the two so they can share stories. Yeah, right. And a lot of the things, you know, that were being said, fortunately, were not said directly to this individual but they were said behind his back, which, some, mm. you know, I admired the people that would at least express their frustration or disappointment or whatever they had. And, to him, yeah. You know, to him directly, but so many yeah. were cowards and wouldn't say it to him. But, you know, I was being told, you need to get rid of this person, you need to disassociate. I said, no, this is my friend, you know. Hell no. I admire <laughs> him to go public with this, you know, took a lot of courage, <laughs> Well, and, what, you, know. What, you know what they say, Butch, right? And 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 Josh is that um, you might be monogamous, but your partner necessarily isn't. True. 
you know. And and so, what always gets us um, into into these situations is this little keyword that we like to call trust. And um, and I was and, and you know I I was on the other side of all of that. I had a very monogamous partner back way back when, but I wasn't. I had been tested many years before, and therefore we didn't know that I was HIV positive for about eleven years. Be- I mean, or about seven years prior to you know us both testing positive. So I mean, it, it's all of those things, right? And, and, and it is you know better. You you get these things. You you, you understand these things. Um. But We're all still human. We still all have to make those precisely. daily decisions, regardless of our employment or our volunteerism or or anything right. else. We, you know, we make those decisions consciously. Exactly. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't think we you, should you, be criticized and punished. And you know, I just admired, you know, Josh so much for coming out and telling his story, particularly so soon. And I mean, it takes a lot of courage and. And I know the the Vanderbilt site well, and I know he's got a lot of support there because those are some yeah, really the, the, those guys there. are great. And the, and the thing is, is, is first, thank you for saying those things. I don't consider um, me just talking um, brave. I really don't. Um, uh, it's just something that I was able to do um, because you know that the backside of that is if somebody chooses to stay quiet, I don't think that they're you know not brave. You know, um, so but the thing is, is, is that talking about all of this, it's um, the only people that can probably ever judge, and, and I don't, you know, I hate to maybe even say it this way, but is, you know, I, I would dare to say that uh, almost, you know, almost everyone that has had sex has had one ch- time that they have had an exposure, not an exposure to HIV, just they haven't been protected. They haven't protected themselves the whole time. And I say this a lot. It sounds like it's kind of like a DUI. I've never gotten a DUI. And there was a moment in my life when, you know, I heard somebody got a DUI and I was like, you are terrible people, you know. But there have been times that I have drank more than what the legal limit was. Maybe I, I wasn't drunk, but more than the legal limit. And I drove home, but I didn't get a DUI. I didn't get caught. On HIV, I got caught, um, it, you know. And and so that's kind of the kind of been my motto. Um, not my motto, but it's kind of been the way that I've kind of looked at it. And, and it's really helped with me not – being real hard on myself that um, that I was a terrible person or, or anything. I got caught, and, and now I've, you know, got to deal with this. And, and um, But I just want the other guys in, in my town particularly to, you know, every time to protect yourselves, you know, every time. Here's, every- here's the thing, and, and, and I, just want, I just want to jump in because I've I got to say, um, you know, being caught or, or, or whatnot, we need not to focus on the people. Don't yeah, focus on the person, right? Focus mm-hmm. on the behaviors. Now, when we when we when I say that, we also need to focus on the contributing factors to the decisions that we make. Right? There's yeah, this, there there's this whole thing of of trust there's this whole thing of, you know, you know, we all enjoy maybe a good cocktail here and there, and we go home with someone. You know, alcohol impairs just as much as anything else does. Um, and for everyone to constantly think that they have to protect themselves over and over and over again, if you make that one decision that you don't decide to use a condom, you're human. Yeah. And 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 it and I think it's it's exactly what Butch said because I think Butch is still on the is still on the line. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it's you, you can't you, you can't blame. There's no blame there. It is what it is. And we just have to figure out how we're going to deal with it after that. Yeah, now, right. of course, of course, the, the 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 utopia is that every time that we 
that we use a condom or, or that we get ready to have sex, it's, are you positive? I am. Are you? Can we use a condom? You know, all of these things that, that we would love to have happen every single time, unfortunately, or, or actually, you know what, I'm not even going to say that word. It just happens that we're human. And that's the way it ha- that, that's the way the the cookie crumbles, as they say. Forgive forgive the bad um, the the cliche. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's right, I, will, um, I I want to thank uh, Butch for calling in um, and, and sharing that story with us. So, Josh, yeah, you one of the interesting thing about your blog is now you know, you've drawn so much attention from other people who may have been in the HIV closet, and now people are starting to actually come out and say they're HIV positive for the first time on your blog. I mean, you had this guy, uh, Guadalupe, do it. Um, what, what sparked that? How'd that happen? Well, no, yeah, um, well, from the people that have been emailing me um, or, you know, sh- shooting me messages on Facebook, I, like, I, uh, at first I was terrible before anything of, like, responding to messages. You know how it is because they're all invites or something. I don't know. But um, anyway, so these people started emailing, and, um, and, um, and so I just had an idea with, with when Guadalupe was just telling me a story, I, I was like, hey, it would be cool if, if you want to. Do, do you want to share your story on my blog? Um, and, again, because he's from Nashville and uh, and and I'm from Nashville, and, and that's kind of why I started the whole blog was, was for the guys here. Um, and he said yes, and I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. Uh, and he sent me a story, and a guy moves me, you know. And uh, yeah. So I wanted to put it up, and there's been a couple other guys that have messaged me and that, that you know, they've either said that they have an interest or that they want to or that when the time is right, they would love to share it that way, um, which is cool. I'm like, wow, I, di- I didn't really know this was going to be what this is. And, and so as long as, you know, people are reading it and it's, you know, helping one person, then, then I'll, I'll keep doing little little posts, I guess, you know. Good for That's you. awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled. You know, Josh, I have to say that um, we are. Uh, well, I can't speak for for Robert, but I, I'm thrilled that we're doing this interview, and and I'm thrilled that I get to follow you on Twitter and in your blog, because, you know, you were diagnosed in January. That was six weeks ago. You know that that to me that that's mind-boggling. I I can tell you that when I was diagnosed at six weeks, I was I was still sobbing my my eyes out and trying to figure out how I was going to tell my parents and all of that. It wasn't like till two years later that I told my parents. But anyway, that's I'm not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. You. It took me five years to even like come out publicly. So for him to do it, I know. Band, I mean. I just think, you know what, Jeremy, I think it's like the next generation, and I don't mean to, like, put it in like that and make, make it sound that way, Josh, but I think the next, like, generation of people that are becoming infected are starting to get involved quicker. They're starting to see a reason you know for it, and I applaud Robert, it. Robert, you're right. You're, you're right. right. I, I, mean, I, I have noticed that. That people who are diagnosed within the last three or four years, even five years, are becoming more and more engaged and more and more involved. Not involved. Yeah, involved. I, I, I thought I said evolved, but that's not right. Involved um, about about this whole thing and, and trying to get their stories out. And, and because I, I, I commend you, Josh. I commend you. This is this is amazing. That well, that well, thank um, you guys. You don't have yeah. to say that, but thank you. I'm thankful for you guys to to invite me on, and um, and it's real cool, and it's just great to know again that I'm not alone and other people aren't alone and um and what you guys are doing is awesome. Um I, I do have to say that uh my you know, my local group of friends and family and um and the person I started dating in the past couple weeks has has really helped encourage me, you know, and uh and so it feels really good to um continue. I mean I I'm not going to say the world, this has been a perfect ride either. Um, you know, I have gotten a couple, you know, I got one really nasty email, and, and it's when those moments happen, it's so blatantly different than what I know love is 
that it's really just easy to say, you know what, I don't even have to respond because that's so toxic that I can't have that in my life. Um, and and I didn't respond, you know. So it it's not like my I'm living in in this bubble and but I've also chosen specifically how I wanted things to run for me. And so right now it's really working in my favor. So that's that's terrific. <laughs> if it keeps going. So I, I just want to let folks know that we are ten minutes to the end of the show. We've got um ten minutes to the end of the hour. Um and uh if you have any last um questions for Josh, uh we still have the, the lines open. The number is three four seven two one five nine four four two. Uh, give us a call and and ask and ask any kind of question you have. Um, so so Josh, what now? What I mean, you just you have just been diagnosed. You you've started coming out publicly about this. What are your plans? What do you want to do uh, with well, all I, this? I yeah, well, I I don't really know um, what what to be honest, I don't really know what's happened. You know, I've told my story. And, you know, it's now on the Internet, and it's going to, you know, reside there. So, um, you know, people otherwise – what there are things that, that I've chosen to, to take part of in, like, in Nashville. There's a, a big, you know, series of 14 dates, karaoke for CARES, raising money for Nashville CARES, which, you know, I give amazing props to. The day after I found out um, that I was positive, I was able to meet with them and get some early intervention um, help and, and knowing where to go and what to do next. And, and so we're helping raise money for them. And um, one of my good buddies is a DJ here in town, and, and he, he's having a big birthday bash. And we were able to kind of broker a deal so that proceeds are going to National Cares for that. So, you know, like is I, that your, um, is, is, I'm sorry, but is that your save the date, your, your big group date with Josh? Oh yeah, no, that is uh, the dining out for life for uh, for the for the community. So yeah, they just asked me something. Uh, they probably wanted uh, this really cool Mambo restaurant here. Wanted like a, a a queen that was just really loud. And so I got the call going. Hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, Yeah, I'll do it. And so um, to make it fun, I just called it a big group date and That's awesome. um, hoping that a bunch of friends will come out and um, and give money because the restaurant's given I think sixty percent of food sales that night. Um, so, 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 Josh, explain to us exactly what Dining Out for Life is, in case anybody doesn't know who's listening. Yeah, so Dining Out for Life is a night. Um, uh, it's April 24th, and um, it, it's a night, like in Nashville. They do it all over the country, but um, in Nashville, there are tons of restaurants that agree to donate um, a portion of their sales for the night to go toward, you know, um, a place like Nashville Cares, which gives preventative care um, you know, therapy to people that are newly infected and long-term care for anyone living with HIV or AIDS. Um, so it's a really cool night, and there's tons of restaurants that participate. So I'm nice. just hosting one particular restaurant, and I'm trying to pack it out for them because, you know, different can, restaurants. Can you tell us what about. restaurant that is for any, yeah, of, the, yeah, any of those moms in Nashville who are listening? Mambo. It's Mambo. It's um, yeah. It's but if you go to uh, I'm still Josh.com, there's a big old poster up uh, on the sidebar that that has directions. Well, well, tell us for those who aren't online. Tell us where they need to go and 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 what they need to do. Um, well, if you're listening, it's uh, then you just need to go behind the Hutton Hotel. There's a restaurant there. It's really cool. It's called Mambo. Show up between I've been behind the Hutton Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> That's right. That's where it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So between five and ten, and um, you know, and depending on how my small business is doing, otherwise, then that I may buy you a drink or something. So just come and spend so some money. They can actually find the, all the information on Amstelljosh.com. We do have a call I want to bring on. We have a couple of minutes. Area code four zero four. What's your name and where are you calling from? Me. Yeah, that's you. you. Oh shit! I'm on air. Oh my god! Oh oh! You can't say the brown word. Uh, he says he will get mad at us. Oh, oh, uh, oh wow! Hi, Hi, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, just to say Hi, you. your uh, name? Just what people call me. No, Brian Davis. Okay. Where are you calling from? You got a question for Josh? Oh, I'm calling from Redneck Hill. <laughs> just like Josh. <laughs> you know, oh, good. Especially being brand new, uh, very 
admirable that he's willing to be outspoken and doing great things. It took me 16 and a half years before I was willing to come out about it. Of course, part of that is being a heterosexual with HIV down here since uh, you get into 1990 when everybody thought only gays get AIDS. I got to admit, I did too. Oops, I was wrong. <laughs> and now I try to be an activist here, and uh, he's acting like he's not ready for it. You know, like you've got people. It's here. It's real. We got to deal with it. That's right. I made commend you on uh, that. Yeah, well, sorry. Thank you so much. The thing, the decision that I made is that people have, you know, stigma is stigma doesn't naturally go away. Um, it, it takes people that are able and willing to talk about it, uh, like all of you guys. Um, that's what takes stigma away because, you know, little by little, it's, it's like a freedom thing that once, you know, I told my family and they're like, oh, this is real, you know, you start, you know, attitudes change and, and hearts change, you know, and look, uh-oh, I guess there's a fire alarm here. Um, you know, attitude changes. Attitude change, and that's how... Um, and that's how stigma is taken away. Right. I agree. Do you, I, need, to, do you need to go somewhere? Um, yes, John? I probably need to go, guys. <laughs> okay. No, that's well, fine. I just got a fire alarm, so so yeah, John needs to evacuate wherever he's at. That's All right. Thank you, guys. You have yourself a great night. All right. Thanks, bye. I know. Thanks for calling in. Yes, and you guys can find uh, more information on Josh and follow him at imstilljosh.com. A couple things I did want to talk about. We have about three minutes left, so are you still with me, Jeremy? I'm here. Okay, cool. Uh, I wanted to tell you, next week we have a really, really special guest. Um, We're going to have Dab Garner on. He's going to join uh, me and Jeremy next week. And he's going to come on and talk about... He's going to be on? Really? Yeah, next week. He's going to talk about... I'm going to be naked so I can touch myself when I talk to him. Oh, wait, we will not be broadcasting any video, so you're safe to come back and listen to the show next week. Um, Dad will be on talking about, uh, you know, 31 years living with the virus and, and the story of Dad the AIDS bear. Um, after love, that, we're yeah. going to have, um, on April 1st, we're going to have a, a lovely activist, Amanda Brown, who um, is an HIV-positive mother. So that's an interesting story she's going to be on. On Easter Sunday, that's right, we're going to be here on Easter Sunday, so bring your, 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 your church hat and, and whatever else you got and sit down with us and Monique Moray is going to be on the show. Um, I'm, going to be, have I'm, going to have eggs. I'm going to have eggs on Easter Sunday. You can have eggs. Um, so Easter Sunday, Monique here um, is here, um, who uh, is in HIV is not a crime. Um, and then on the 15th, we're going to be speaking with uh, Lapina. Pal Reed, uh, she's going to come on and show oh, her story. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we've got a lot of people Lapina. coming up. April 22nd, we have an activist out of Jersey called Justin Jay. Um, you'll have, hear his um, amazing story. On the 29th, we're going to have Jim Geary on, who uh, <gasps> wrote a book called Delicate Courage. By the way, by the way, can I tell you, um, I'm reading yeah. his book right now. Yeah, he's going to be on, so make sure you, you read all yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I will, I have, I will have, you know what, come on. Really, Robert, me? You don't think I'm going to read the whole thing? Uh, no, no, no. I just said make sure you read it because I'm so reader. I got it last year at the conference, and I wasn't able to finish or, or even get halfway through it. I'm a very slow reader. I, I, I know. Very, You're a slow like, reader, and if it's not Wait a pop book or half pictures. Right. Let me finish the lineup that we have coming up. <laughs> okay, also, fine. on May 6th, we're going to have um, Robert on from HIV is Not a Crime, who we met <gasps> at the Positive Living Conference. Yes, I can't wait to and see then, you again. On May 13th, we're going to have the fabulous author of The Naked Truth, Marvelyn Brown, is going to come back on and speak with us. And then on May 20th, I don't know what we're going to do. May 20th is my birthday, but I'm sure we'll figure something to do. We'll, we'll find somebody to come out. on. Yeah, you, know, but, um, we'll, you know what? We'll sing happy birthday to you at least, Robert. That's right. we got the last minute left, so um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You're a first-time listener here where every Sunday I'm offering you this dose of hope. So you can join the Pause I Am social network and find information on myself at pauseiam.com. More information on the fabulous, funny man, uh, Jeremy Dunn, you can find that at positivelyspeaking.com, positively with a Z. We'll put that in the chat room for you. And please check out our guest uh, blog at imstilljosh.com. And also, real quick, congratulations to Jamal Rogers, who made it past the battle rounds and on to the next portion of The Voice. So go, Jamar. 
go, Jamar. He was on the show a few weeks ago, and we love Jamar. Yeah. So we thank Woo-hoo. you all for tuning in, and have a great all right. night. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good, but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love, and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS.